0: I praise the Lord for His life-giving power, even today. And I greet you from Africa, from my family, from the churches, in the name of Jesus. I am almost without words because of what this church. Has done to our ministry in Africa. This church brings memories of a brother I dearly loved, and I love him only now. Pastor Wes came along our life, our ministry, and he told us. Be encouraged. You can make it. You talked about wells and water. He came and helped us dig two wells, one in Vipingo, and the other in Mombasa. Muslims and Christians get water from these wells. Before the wells came another sister came over to Africa and gave a refrigerator, which is living until today, 22 years ago. (laughs) So much of what this ministry, this church has been, you have encouraged the African church. And I wish today to share something of an encouragement to you because of what you have done to us. So the encouragement you've, we've been encouraged with, I want to encourage you with. God is so loving. God is so kind. God is about his word to fulfill his word. <clears throat> Walk of a difficult lands in Africa, and sometimes we wonder if we shall see the rising of the sun tomorrow. Five weeks ago, I took a trip to the border of Somali and Kenya, where the Al Qaeda's are. It's a dangerous area. Not many preachers go there. But there are churches over there. An American brother came over and he said, let's go and encourage the brethren. I said, okay, I will take it to where they need encouragement. In Mombasa it's a city, not much, but where they suffer because of the attacks of these Islamic people and the Al-Qaeda. Let's go there. So we went to the very border. We are just about 100 kilometers from the border of Somali and Kenya. And we had a a meeting for 250 pastors and leaders. We taught them for three days, but we had police surveillance around for those three days. Even the hotel was staying, the police had to watch around because this brother was from America. And if we know, if they knew he was American, those boys want to kill. His brother is called Pastor Mike Lex. And the 250 Pastors and leaders were crying tears because of how much they felt they had been remembered by the brethren and had been encouraged to continue in the work of the Lord. And today, I want you to know that whatever small thing, big thing you've done, it has been a great encouragement. To the African Church. Thank you, Essential Life Fellowship. Thank you, my brother Paul and the Brubeckers. I came to know this church through Wesley Allen Brubecker in Full Gospel Temple Conference. That's where we met and called me to lunch with him. And he shared his heart with me. And there was a lady, I don't, I want to call her mama, Edith Dita, who stood around all the time to see how things are going. And I appreciate mama. Only God knows how to reward you. I can only say thank you. But may God bless you. And to you, old church, I can only say thank you. But may the blessings of God shower upon your lives, upon your families. May it be well with you. I have wondered why I should keep on running around saying Jesus when I don't look it on the outside. But there's something in my heart. That moves me to go and to encourage and to bless and, and to be of a small help to somebody because Jesus is coming. Now, let's look at the book of Songs of Solomon. My English may be a bit hard, but I'll be slow so that we can all understand. Uh, Songs of Solomon. Chapter number 8, and we look at verse 5. Songs of Solomon, chapter number 8, and verse 5. Who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved? I awakened you under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she who bore you brought you forth. Who is this coming from the wilderness leaning upon our beloved I want to talk about the small word leaning I hope every one of us has a side that's leaning it's weak It's leaning. In Africa, we plant banana plants. And when banana plants grow up and the bunch comes out of the banana plant, that side becomes heavy and the banana plant will lean towards the weight of the banana bunch. And when a good farmer says that the banana plant is leaning with its fruit on one side, that good farmer will take a strong stick and he will support the banana plant so that it's able to hold the fruit until it ripens. And every one of us, including myself, we have an area that's leaning, and we need the hands of Jesus to hold us in that area lift us up until we're able to mature in this life and translate into heaven uh, the grace of God and sometimes just a word of I love you could be a great encouragement, a great lifting to somebody's life. Water may more, but just a word to somebody that you will make it. God is for you. He loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. In whatever you're going through, the hands of God are holding you up so that you may make it through the situation oh who is this coming out from the desert leaning on his beloved that's me and you coming out from difficulty coming out from trouble but one thing is we are not alone Jesus once said don't you worry throughout this life I will be with you I will be with you until the close of age it doesn't matter what we go through what I go through in this life only remember you are not alone and the one who is with you Jesus has his hands open to lift you up to encourage you, to make you go through the situation and produce some fruit for him, fruit that is ripe at the end of the day. We become leaning sometimes in difficult situations economically, countries lean, people lean, health-wise people lean. I'm leaning on a stick. This is on the physical. But in my heart, in my heart, I know the Savior, Jesus, who promised to abide with me, go with me, be with me all the time. He encourages me to stand up and to share what I would in no wise share in this life. But the Propping of the Lord or the lifting of the Lord enables me. I may look like I'm going to fall, but I will not fall because I have a stick. I may look leaning, about to fall down, but I'm not going to fall because I have one who has his arms raised towards me to lift me up, to encourage me, and to tell me, go through his son. Uh, you will not be alone but are with you even in this situation when the tunnel is so dark don't you fear because I am around with you to see you through that dark tunnel to the other side Jesus gets along with us and he becomes our proper and he lifts us up he props us up and we are able to continue with the journey the loving arms of Jesus through storms of life lift us up. The loving arms of Jesus through difficult times prop us up and were able to tell a story of victory, not of defeat. Because his arms are outstretched to prop us up. Now, I could have fallen, I could have given up, Preaching, I could have given up this walk, but I thank God for his hands that prop me up. And sometimes he uses people, they come to your life and they don't speak words to destroy you, they don't speak words to finish you up, but they speak words to lift you up, to encourage you. They become the hands of Jesus to lift you up in life and to prop you that you may finish the race. If you will remember in the Old Testament in Numbers chapter 20 and verse 29 there is a story of Aaron. Aaron and Moses. Aaron is given a flock to take care while Moses has gone to be with the Lord on the mountain. When Moses delayed up on the mountain, Aaron was convinced by the crowd, Moses has taken long, we're not sure he's coming back, why don't we organize a golden calf, and we can worship and praise God here? And Aaron is convinced into it, and they prepare a golden calf. And they begin to dance around. They begin to worship it. When Moses comes down, he sees the crowd. It's all raising up hands and clapping and dancing. And he thinks, what's going on with the church I left behind? But there was a brother called Aaron who was convinced by the crowd. And they prepare the golden calf. Now Moses was so disappointed he could have even sacked Aaron of his position as a deputy to him. But what we see with Moses he didn't suck Aaron, he didn't uh, curse Aaron, but Moses encouraged Aaron. Moses grew Aaron. He was a prop to Aaron. He said, well, that has happened, but we still can go further in the Lord. We still can get better in the Lord. So Moses becomes such an encouragement to Aaron. It was the worst time in life of Aaron. He could have said, I've missed it, and I've lost the church. I've missed it, and I've lost my position. But you see, Moses was there to encourage him. And Moses encouraged Aaron and Aaron got the encouragement and became strong and changed. Moses at one time needs the help of two people. and Aaron is one of them. The other was who, the other one was Aaron. Lifting up the hands of Moses to finish up his prayer. Lifting up the hands of a great man to finish up his assignment. Oh, we could be big in ministry. But our being big in ministry does not mean we don't have a leaning side. There's a side in my life. There's a side in your life that could be leaning. But Jesus, Jesus is a savior. Jesus is Lord. Jesus loves us. And he won't let you down the trouble. He won't let you down that difficulty. He will come real close And he will lift you up where you are weak. I thank God. He has lifted me up where I am weak. He has brought me where I was giving up in life. Where I saw no light ahead of me. Where I saw nothing happening in the next one year. Oh, Jesus came and showed me a light. He Raise my hands. He propped me up. Always depend on the propping of the Lord. Always remember, you can't make it on your own intelligence. You can't make it in your own goods. But there's one around you, and he said, I will not leave you. I don't mind what you go through. I will be with you. And I'll be with you to help you arrive to your destiny. He is Jesus and he props us. He encourages us where we need the encouragement. We see that Moses in Exodus 17 and verse 11, he was being proper young man, Aaron. He propped him. He encouraged him. He built him. And now the same, same Aaron is now Lifting up the hands of a great preacher. A great pastor. A great shepherd. He is now propping him up. God, has someone in your life. There is somebody along the way of of your life. That the Lord has kept. For your propping. For your encouragement. For your lifting. There is someone alongside your life. Maybe not all will encourage you. Not all will speak well of you. Not all will even pray for you. Not all may even help you in any way. But there's someone along the way of your life that God has placed. And this one will help you. Always remember that. Always remember there's somebody in my life. I don't know where he'll come from. But he will be my prop. He will be my help. He will be an encouragement. He'll be one who will strengthen me when I, I am weak. I think of that good Samaritan. Found that boy just about dying. But there was one who was going to come to be of a help to him. God was aware of that. God has arranged my life, my, your life, our lives before even we arrive there. God has summoned to lift you up when you are down. Now, oh. in the book of Acts chapter 15, there's an interesting story, uh, or a happening rather, that is told. Acts chapter number 15, and uh, uh, look at verse, verse 36, 30, 36, Acts of the Apostles, chapter number 15, and verse 36, from 36. Now he says, then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. That's a great service. Uh, He says, let's go back where we went and began churches. Let's go see how they're getting on. Uh, Now Barnabas was determined to take with him John Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone uh, with them to work. Then the contention became so sharp that, that, they, depart, that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul saw Silas and departed, being comm- commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. Time has come. Paul has to go on another missionary journey. Now, the other day, he was with John Mark and great happenings. I mean, people just love the Lord. People got saved. People were delivered and there was miracles and everything. But this time, because of something that happened to Mark, he says, Barnabas, I want to go with you, but I won't go with John Mark. I won't go with him. Because on the other side, on the other time, he didn't do a good job. He didn't pray much. He didn't fast with us. No, no. Let him stay behind now that struck Mark I'm not going with Paul on this second missionary journey he was broken hearted he was left out in the fellowship he was like he was nothing and so Mark is so discouraged but Barnabas who has been asked by Paul to go with him says no let's go with him And Paul insists, no, he can't go with us. Of late, he has not done what he's supposed to do. We have seen weaknesses in him that will not be really good for him to go with us. But Barnabas says, please, Paul, let's go with him. In the end, Barnabas says, then you can go without me. I'll stay behind. And so Paul picks on Silas, and they go to visit the churches. Barnabas stayed with John Mark for two years, encouraging him. You couldn't go on this mission journey, brother. You will go in the next one. Don't give up. Don't give up ministry. Don't give up the work of the Lord. Don't give up your salvation. Hold on. Keep on praising him. Keep on loving him. Keep on living for him. Let this not put you out of the church. Let this not put you out of the fellowship. Stay in and praise God with the brethren. Oh, Barnabas encouraged John Mark. Two years later, Paul requests for John Mark. It is in Timothy 2 Timothy, eh? Second Timothy, because see what Paul now says of John Mark. He declined to have John Mark go with him on the mission trip because of reasons that he was not what he wanted to be. But now Paul insists and says let's have John, Mark. So about my flipping of the Bible. I Hallelujah. Okay, here we are. Second Timothy, um, chapter four. Chapter 4 and verse 11. This is the same Paul who said John Mark is worth nothing. John Mark can't do anything good. John Mark is gone down. John Mark is back. He's weak. He can't go with us on this mission mission trip. But because there was a a Barnabas who was ready to forfeit his mission trip with Paul. But stay with John Mark to prop him up. To encourage him to be, we need such people in the church on this journey of faith. We need such people who are ready to encourage us. Who are ready to encourage one another? The world, the world is hostile to us. The people of the world are hostile to us and sometimes our hearts break and we wonder, does God know that I'm here? Does God know my situation? But right there, God sends a brother to encourage. He sends a brother to strengthen. He sends a brother to affirm our faith. Now, Paul here says in verse 11, only Luke is with me, get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me and for ministry. The same one who was not useful for him on the mission journey, Paul now declares, send Mark, let him come over, for he is useful to me and for the ministry. But suppose Barnabas had no time with John Mark. He would be the same or even worse than the time Paul left him. But John Mark all these two years was lying down praying with, with Barnabas. They were out there sharing scriptures one to another. Oh, John Mark remember God says we can do all things because He gives us the strength. Amen, brother. That lifts me up. Oh, John Mark, remember he said he will never leave us. Not when we're all fine, but even when we're down, God will never leave us until the, the, the close of age. Also, it's true, brother, thank you. He kept on sharing God's word with John Mark. He kept on encouraging John Mark. He kept on praying for John Mark. And two years later, Paul now says, bring him to me. Because he is profitable to me. And he is profitable to the ministry. But this all happened because there was a Barnabas to prop up John Mark. You may never know. You may never know what kind of ministry you're holding from way over here. But you could be encouraging somebody. Building his faith. You could be causing a brother or a sister who is about giving up to continue on in the faith. Your words of encouragement. Your notes of encouragement. I remember where to send me notes just to encourage me. And he, he signs, West B. But he, just a few lines. He didn't know what that meant to me. He didn't know the telephone calls, what they meant to me. When, when actually I had the stroke, and he came and saw me, I saw him take his specs off and a handkerchief and rubbing continuously tears that came down his cheeks. I said, brother, I'm all right. I was worse. I couldn't talk. Now I can talk. I couldn't see. Now I can see. I'm okay. Cheer up. So I stood up to encourage him also. <laughs> I said, be encouraged, brother. I'm okay. I may have to walk with a stick this time, but I'm fine. So we're going to go to church in Vipingo and preach. And I'm going to go with you, except I won't drive you. Some will drive you. So we kept encouraging He came to encourage me, but I realized I was encouraging him (laughs) when he came to see me. So we are to encourage one another on this journey. It won't be Tuesday every day to you. It won't be Sunday every day to you. Things will change on the way. But when they do, be sure there's one who can say, he still loves you. He still is on the throne. He still has the power. He still will heal you. And let those who are to encourage be around. And I desire that we be encouragers to one another. Now, we see a great preacher. His name is Peter. Peter has been following Jesus for quite some time. And the things Are heating up because Jesus is now going to be killed or be going to be hanged. Peter doesn't follow Jesus from a close range now; he follows him from afar. But he is still following. He's taken to a judgment hall, and Peter goes into the hall also. But he can't go where Jesus is, where things are very hot. So he finds a corner where there was some fire and warms himself alongside some guys there. But some mama rose up and said, hey, you know who is around us? One of him. He is one of him. And Peter says, no, I'm not one of him. He says, no, 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 no. You were in I'm together preaching there. You was there. I said, Mm-mm. Mama, I think your eyes have seen the wrong man. But, but you see, even the way you talk, your accent betrays you. You must be one of them. You are one of them. So, Mama, look at me. I am not him. I don't know the guy. Now, this had been prophesied that Peter would deny Jesus three times. And he, he was against us. No, I can't do that. I'm a man of great faith. I can't do that. I can't. I can't lean. I can't be weak on that area. I pray. I fast. But the prophecy of the Lord came to pass because Peter denied very hard. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. And Jesus gave him a sign of a cock that would crawl when Peter heard the cock sounding, he said, hey! It is true. I have denied Jesus. I'm finished. He ran, fell on the ground, began to dig the ground with his nails. I've lost it. I have denied the only Savior. And Jesus taken in and is there but crucified. He's buried But we see in Mark 16 verse 7 that Peter is out wondering whether he should go back this side of the sea or what business he can now do because he doesn't qualify according to himself a preacher anymore. I've lost my license. I've lost my company. I've lost my church. But Jesus gives a word on his resurrection day. He says, hey, mamas, go and tell all my disciples and Peter was not named all my disciples, it was the and and Peter to meet me in Galilee for our resurrection party. Now these are words that Peter would not believe. It's me who who denied him three times. It's me who failed. It's me who did what, what what I was not supposed to do. You say, I should also be in the company of the disciples. Yes, he said, you should also attend the party. Those words encouraged Peter. If he had not been mentioned at all, I don't think he would have gone with him because he was gone on his way. But Jesus propped him up. He was falling on his side. But Jesus came on his side and said, Peter, I need you in the resurrection party. Come along with the others. That encouraged him. You mean the pastor wants me in the meeting? Yes. He said you should attend the meeting. He says you come to the party also. That gave him strength to attend the party. And beloved, I want to know that Jesus is holding you by his hand on your weak side. And he's holding you and you will not fall. He's prompt, propping you on a weak side. You will not fall. It doesn't matter how you look as you walk. It doesn't matter what you may be going through. The Lord will see to it that you arrive at the party. Now, in closing, I want to say this in the book of Jude, chapter number 1 and verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, thank God, He is able to keep me from falling. Jesus is able to keep you from falling. Just surrender your heart to him. Just keep on loving him. Keep on praising him. And as you praise him when you think he's not there, your praises will bring him where you are. Because he dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. Keep on loving him even when things don't look right before you. Keep on praising him when things don't look sweet between you. Oh, keep on lifting up your voice and praising his holy name. Mamas and papas, God put you together that you may be able to lift each other. So use that opportunity. Lift up your husband. Lift up your wife. When things become so heavy on the side of your husband, prop him up. When they become heavy on a wife's side, prop her up. Pro- let's prop each other so that we may arrive to our destination. We are going through rough country and we need more so the propping of the Lord. But there are things we can prop each other here on earth as brothers and sisters. There are things we can prop up each other here on earth as husband and wife. Two are better than one because when one is leaning, the other can lift him up. Let's use that and lift one another up. There is a story of a sports lady in Kenya. Kenyans like to run. And so, this sports lady was, he had uh, put a record in the country. And he was in this uh, marathon in elret And they ran, and they ran, and they ran. And she out-trained all of them. But at the end of the, the finish line, bef- before the finish line, his legs crossed like this and she fell. The crowds have been cheering, yeah, You make it, you make it, you make it. Keep on, keep on. But now this girl has crossed her legs and t- t- stumbled and fallen. Out of those who had been cheering her up came a lady, took her by the hand, and literally limped to the closing line. She can't run that fast, but literally leap. Now, I don't know whether she was given any medal, it was a, 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 a national event, but he hailed her. In her hand. And leaped. Leaped up to the finish line. There's somebody who will come your way. Hold you by your hand. Where you are rightly fallen. But he will make sure he holds you. So you leap until you finish the race. Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. Been hard. I have kept the faith. Things were against me. But I kept the faith. I kept on running. Be that brother. That sister. Who will lift up. A mama. Lift up a father. Lift up a brother. Lift up a people. Who are about the finishing line. But some of weakness. Has come on their lives. A weakness has come on their family. A weakness has come on the relationship. A weakness has come on their lives. Be that brother, that sister, that, that mama, that father who will hold the hand of the young boy and says, I am with you to make this trip. Limping but towards the finish line. It's an encouragement to me, to you, and to whoever will read this book. It's an encouragement. I was in Zambia preaching the gospel like this on a platform. And uh, after I was through preaching, I was now going to pray for people. Four mamas came on the platform and they spoke in their language, I don't know it. Two were behind me, and one two, and one on both sides. I asked the interpreter, "What, what are they doing?" He said, "They are praying." It, to me it was odd that I mean, if praying here when I'm preaching, say, yeah, they're praying for you." So a little. Bit more. I went on to finish the service. But the prayers grew louder and louder. And I said, brother, we are through the service. Why are they still praying and crying? I said, the thing they see with you is how can you, in such disability, come to our country and speak these things to us? How can you? They they see something different to you I said okay I turned to them and I prayed for them I saw the love they had for me that the way I am I would be in their country in a crusade meeting pray for the sick to be healed pray for salvations encourage the churches with my sick stick behind me and these mamas in Zambia in their own language old, praying and crying came back to me. I said, you have encouraged me, but now I'm turning back to you. I want to encourage you just as you encouraged me. You came essential life and encouraged me. I have come to encourage you. Keep on loving Jesus. Keep on praising his name. Keep on doing what you know you're supposed to do for the Lord. Because the Lord He is not slack in his promises. He is coming. The Lord is coming. He is coming for you and for me. My Heavenly Father, I come to you. I thank you. For giving us Jesus. I thank you for his love upon our lives. I thank you for his love upon your people. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this church. I pray, my Father, that this church will continue to encourage one another. This church will be an encouragement in the community. This church will be a strength in the nation. This church will cause people who are about to give up to rise up. And keep on running. Those who are downtrodden. Forgotten. And mean nothing to the world. Lord put it in the hearts. Of this church. To encourage. To lift up. To bless. And to strengthen. And I thank you for what they have been. To the nation of Africa. Lord. Bless this church. Bless them. Bless every individual with life. Bless them with good health. Bless them with good relationships. Oh, bless them even economically that they will reach a greater world for you, Lord. And may the love of God continue abiding in them now and forever in Jesus name Amen